Hello everyone, welcome back to Doesn't Screen Must Be Free. My name is Andrew McGuire and as always with me is my lovely wife and co-host Beatrice Lopez. Hi everybody. Hello. We are doing the first episode of a new series for us. We are calling it Mr. Podcast, Are You Free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you like that because I just kind of came up with it. But it is a podcast about are you being served? Yes. So if you've listened to our Superstore Sundays um, show, you know we do an episode by episode watching, and we're going to be doing the same thing with are you being served. Now, I think the first thing to note is I'm not sure how this is going to go. The first episode was surprisingly not bad, but this show first aired in 1972. So essentially we're watching a 50-year-old show from England. It's incredibly dated, but also they were very racy. Yes, they at were. At the time, so they didn't care about PC or anything like that. Yeah. It is... I'm not sure. Siri just thought I was talking to her. Yeah, that's okay. We'll leave that in. Damn you, Siri. Because we don't know how to edit yet. <laughs> <laughs> now we've dated ourselves. That is true. <laughs> we don't get technology. Yeah. Um... One of the, the first things, the first gag we open up on is actually a dated reference, and that is that they can't get the elevator to work right. Oh, yeah. There's no elevator operator to help them. They're trying to move the ladies' department from another floor to the men's department floor, and they are and they can't get the elevator to work right. Yeah, it's like halfway, and they're yeah. like, it's kind of, they use the same line. Is that the best you can do? Yeah. There's a lot of repetition in this as far as the jokes go. Like they kind of repeat the same line a few times. That's the, the kind of style of humor they're using. But they do say the elevator um, attendant should be there to help them, but he isn't. I don't think in the whole series he's ever there, is he? Uh, well, I don't think you see in the elevator very often. I do know, I've watched a couple episodes when I was a kid, and I do know one episode revolves around a transportation strike. Where oh. the elevator operators go on strike as well, so that I mean that was a job because they had to manually actually run the elevator. Yeah. Um, I think some really 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 high end places might still have one, oh, but at wow. this but at this point they're just pushing the button. So yeah, basically. I guess depending on how you feel about it, either a really good job or a really bad job. That's like the worst job ever. You're <laughs> just standing in an elevator all day. Just Listening like to elevator music. Just pushing buttons. Um, I do think one of the first, and then again, we're talking about a 50-year-old show. We meet the maintenance worker. At least I believe he's a maintenance worker. He kind of deals with the displays and things. Um, runs into them while they're moving a display. And he <laughs> calls her a middle-class cow. Uh, wow. I mean, the insults were kind of like high class. They were. So I guess we should kind of, if this is the first episode, and it is an older show from England, I don't know how many people actually watched it, should do a quick rundown of the yeah, characters. Yeah, do a rundown of the characters. So you have the maintenance worker, uh, Mr. Mash. I didn't know he was a maintenance worker yeah. at first. Like I said, I don't. I, I, that's what I'm calling him and considering him, because considering his job description or what he does in the show. Um, you have Mrs. Slocum and Miss Bronze, who yes. are the two attendants for women's wear. I think they're the female leads. They are the female leads. Um, 
Then you have Mr. Lucas, who's the brand newbie. He's uh, oh yeah. He mentions <laughs> only working in the store for a month at that point. Uh, Mr. Humphreys, who's been with the store for about ten years. Um, and Mr. Granger, who's been with the company at least 30 years. Wow. Um, so they're the three uh, menswear attendants. Uh, Captain Peacock. <laughs> That's my favorite name. Yes. He is the uh, – I actually looked it up, and his official title is Floor Walker. Floor Walker. Uh, which, um, if you're in the restaurant – like floor manager? Yeah, floor manager. If you're, uh, if you're a restaurant person, it would be the front of house manager. Oh. Um, floor supervisor, which is what Amy is, actually, oh, in Superstore. Oh, Amy. Is the, yeah, so um, – and then you have Mr. Rumble, who is the, like, boss over all of them. Is he that old, old man? He's the guy with the big ears. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that guy. In the <laughs> office. Um, he's, he's the general manager. I believe uh, young Mr. Grace is the person you're talking about. The really, really old guy. He's the owner. Because oh. it's um, Grace and it's a two-name company. I don't remember what the it's Grace and somebody or Grace Brothers or mm. something to that effect. Um, so that's kind of a rundown of the characters. Yes. So Mr. Mash runs into Mrs. Slocum, um, calls her a middle class cow, and then he goes to complain to Mr. Humphreys that you know they've never had women's wear. They're changing it. It's it's always been men wear since he was a kid. Oh, um, so that's why there's a large amount of men in. The, the yeah. store and just two women. Yeah, because in that in that particular floor, yeah, it's like a department store where all the floors are different things. Oh. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see the other floors, but he says that she has gotten all up into that women's lib, basically. Oh uh, my gosh, that was the beginning of the women's liberation movement. Yeah, and Mr. Humphreys makes the joke that he hopes not because if she burns her bra, they'll have to call out the fire brigade. Wow, that's like calling out her weight yeah, or size or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, well, you said it. They're very racy with their humor on that. Um, Mr. Lucas, again, the newbie, is trying his best to help them move all the freight and displays into the floor. Yeah, he messed it up with that mannequin. Yeah, yeah. He, um, They have a little gag where he gets the mannequin head stuck in the elevator as he's, you know, trying to set it up, like, bring it in and set it up. And when he brings it over, the nose was crushed. Because the head was stuck inside the doors. Yeah. Um, I mean, he makes a good point, though. The mannequins are too perfect anyway. They yeah. are too perfect. I mean, honestly. He, he, oh, he makes the joke. He says, you know, what if a woman with a crooked nose comes in and she says, oh, I like that dress. It'll go with my crooked nose. Um <laughs> uh, so I, I, but I mean, he's not wrong. There is that certain perfection that is with the mannequins I know. all the time. That's probably why they have headless mannequins now. Mm. It is true. Yeah, yeah, it might be. I don't know. I'd have to look up why they got rid of them. But that might be part of it. They probably focus tested and were like, or people thought they were creepy. People don't want somebody looking back at them. Right. Uh, Mr. Mash was delivering a display for a... Uh, Beauty Bell, which is a uh, line of brassieres in ladies' wear, and the uh, company actually has an exclusive contract with them. They say oh. that. Oh. Uh, but it Beauty is. Beauty Bell. Yeah. 
but it's a display of just a woman's bust with the brazier, and it lights up and makes it. It goes ding dong. <laughs> lights up. So it's very loud, like kitsch. very kitsch. Yeah. Um, Miss Slocum says like hide that. Captain Peacock says no, it has to be displayed prominently because they have the exclusive contract with them, and if she doesn't display it, it'll be, you know, in trouble with the buyers. Oh wow! So that's weird at the end. Yeah, well, that's where it comes into play. Yeah. Because she says, she says, fine, we'll find somewhere prominent to display it, but for now, I'm going to put it behind the counter. So, but they do pay that off. Yes, they do. Uh, do do. Uh, Mr. Granger is talking to Mr. Humphreys. He's setting up um, a display of a shirt, and he asks for cufflinks. Mr. Humphreys asks if he wants the gold cufflinks or the glittery ones, and he says, oh, the gold ones, they're more uh, distinguished, and they don't distract from the shirt, which is what they're trying to sell. Oh. You know, it's kind of like... Um, you always want to draw the eye to the product you're trying to sell. Exactly. That's why the head should be, like, illuminated yeah, because right. you're not selling the face of the mannequin. selling the, the clothes it's wearing. Exactly. Um, Mr. Humphreys rubs it on his shirt to, like, clean it up, and he says, don't rub too hard. Gold isn't what it used to be. Oh, yeah. And, they, and, and I didn't completely understand that reference. Well, Mr. Humphreys then says... Well, nothing's quite what it used to be. And I just find that, I, you know, it's just a such a, I don't want to call it a dated joke, but it's such an old joke that it's still a thing people say today, oh, it's not made like it used to be. Oh, so to I me, see. I see like that, yeah. So I don't, you know, to me it's a meta joke of like watching this 50 years later and being like, yeah, people still say that. <laughs> that is true now. Like um, this old man who returned an old toy. Yeah. Got really pissed off that it broke because yeah. it was 50 years old. Exactly. And his kids were playing with it instead of, like, you know, what you do with old collectible toys. Yeah. What yeah. a dummy. You're right. Um, they don't make them like they used to. Well, if they did, they would break easily. So. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Mr. Lucas is still trying to help them get the display set up. Captain Peacock comes over and, like, admonishes him and is like, oh, well, have you abandoned menswear to join womenswear? He's like, I'm just trying to help him out, get set up. Yeah, he was trying to help everybody. I think mm -hmm. he's, like, playing both sides. Yeah, I think he's a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Slocum, who just yelled at him about ruining the mannequin, kind of does step up and say, you know, he's just trying to help us. He's being very inviting, unlike everyone else who's being jerks. I know. I mean, he did mess up the mannequin but he kind of fixed that yeah yeah and he uh captain peacock says oh straighten up her um nylons i hate like crooked nylons so he's trying to fix the he, like he's all flustered so he goes down and he starts straightening nylons but of course it's on mrs slocum he doesn't realize he's touching her legs and not the oh mannequin. yeah that's right yeah he was touching like how would you not know that's a human like plastic versus flesh and yeah yeah he but she goes, you know, he's about to go up her skirt, and that's where she's like, hold on, you know. Um, so she kind of, he's like, he, he's like apologizing. He's very apologetic. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, which is way different from Superstore, where there's like, yeah, whatever. It's funny, sexual oh, harassment. Whereas oh this, it was like, he's like, oh, no, I didn't mean anything. I'm sorry. This is bad. At least they acknowledge yeah. the uh, inappropriate touching. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, 
Miss Bronze asks if Miss Slocum's okay, and she says yes. He actually has very soft hands. Oh. And then they both like <laughs> give him like a little glance across the, the <laughs> store. That is um, so creepy. He gets pulled out of it because Mr. Granger like says, I want to speak with you. He's like, yes, sir, right over. Wait. So he pulls him over and um, he tells him, you know, we don't want to be not inviting, um, but we have to remember that they took 30% of our floor space, which might mean 30% less sales and 30% uh, less sales So are people. they like separate from the Met? Like, is this an outside vendor coming in? And just renting out space? Or aren't they under the same... They're the same store, but I think, like, they they get paid by commission. So, it sounds like, you know, two people selling cars... Well, if one person's selling 100 cars and one person's only selling three, you really don't need the person selling three. So, I think that they're, they're under the same store, like, thing, but you don't need five people on one floor if you're only selling enough to support four people. Because really, if before they came in, mm-hmm. it was just the three of them doing the entire floor. Now they have five people on the floor. Oh, are they um, concerned for their job security? Yeah. yeah, because they're very, very specialized in that men's department. It's not like they can kind of cross over and do Where other things. Where are the things. girls going to shop? Yeah. Well, I guess they had the whole other floor. Mm. But I don't know. They don't. They say somebody came up with the idea. And it's not young Mr. Grace. It's not Mr. Rumble. So there must be someone between those mm. two. Um, so maybe yeah. Mr. Rumble might be the floor manager, like of that specific yeah. floor, and then there's like a general manager. Um, Whoever it was that that guy was calling. Yeah. Uh, so he says, you know, you just have to be careful. Be, and uh, Ms. Humphrey says, well, you shouldn't have to worry, Mr. Lucas, because you lose 30% of your sales, you can't lose 30% of nothing. <laughs> and Mr. Lucas kind of gets annoyed. He's like, well, it's a seniority thing. Mr. Granger gets the first customer. You get the second customer. If there's no one else, I don't get a customer. Mm-hmm. I don't get any commissions. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you've been here 10 years. You can get the first crack at customers. He's like, all right, well, by then, you know, I'll be super old and, like, dead. And he's like, yeah, one more crack like that, and you'll lose your only friend. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I think Mr. Humphreys is friendly with Mr. Lucas, but really doesn't want to take his shit either. No, because he's been there too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Peacock comes over, does an inspection, tells Mr. Lucas to strain his tie, and then he's a micromanager, like to a point that's obnoxious. Like he tells him he only needs one pencil in his pocket. Like he what? doesn't need two. He can and he can get a ballpoint pen that he can buy. Oh yeah, that's right. You can purchase one. Like the store doesn't provide pens. Oh yeah, this is back in the day when yeah. pens were like a yeah, commodity. Or like pencils at least. He's like, oh, you can buy one with your associate discount. Wow. Uh, he shows him how to fold his pocket square properly. Yes. Or folding isn't crunching it or whatever whatever or you would like call that. Shoving it into your pocket. Yeah, yeah. By grabbing it in the middle, fluting it, folding yes. over, and then putting and it in. And then there was like an obvious innuendo there. Yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of jokes with innuendos. Especially in this episode. There's like a five minute gag where Later on, they're talking about taking the pants off the display so she can put up the bras on the display, and they're making jokes about, I'm going to pull down your pants, and 
There's like yes, I do remember them talking about pulling down pants for an awfully long time. Yeah, and then she's like, um, but look at to that just real quick. I want to finish this up when um, Captain Peacock goes to show him how to fold the pocket square. He pulls out his pocket square. And you see something fall out. Mr. Lucas is like, oh, something fell. And he's like, don't interrupt me. <laughs> so that comes back. Uh, <clears throat> but then you notice Mr. Lucas's uh, napkin is all messed up. Yeah, it's like, got it's holes hole in, in it. it. It was all dirty. Like stains. Like, why even keep it at that point? Right. Yeah, he's got, and you can tell he's definitely the newbie. Everyone's got really nice... They must make really good money because they're all dressed really nice, except yeah. for him. Like he's got like this kind of brown off the rack suit. Yeah, like, and they had to bring their own uniforms type yeah. thing. It's not like they gave them. Yeah. No. Uh, Mr. Humphreys. Even give them a pencil. <laughs> right. Mr. Humphreys um, does say, you know, the pocket square trick is really nice. It's even better if it's just on cardboard. <laughs> like, he's just stapled yeah. it as cardboard. It's just an insert. So it's super easy. He just, like, shoves it in his pocket, and there it is. Yeah. Um, that's when they say it's the first Monday of the month, and Mr. Grace is going to be – young Mr. Grace, as they call him, is coming oh, in. Oh, but it's ironic he's, yeah, because he's, he's incredibly old. He's, like, 90-something. But there is an old Mr. Grace who doesn't get around much anymore. Oh, no. So there is – an even older person. Wow. This guy is, like, old enough that he's going around greeting everyone, and he greets the mannequins, too. Oh, no. That's so sad. But cute. I yeah. think that's nice. It is. Yeah. Definitely. You always want to be in touch with your people. They say he's worth $2 million. Well, I'm sorry. 2 million pounds in 1972. How much is that worth today? Is $33,520,000. Wow. So, so he's 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 pretty rich. Um, Mr. Lucas finds a blue cinema club card, which for those of you who don't know what that means, I I mean it's from the contest clues. I didn't know until like they kind of talked about it. it's an adult cinema. Yes. Um, and that's what fell out of Captain Peacock's uh, pocket. So of course they're trying to figure out. He's like, oh, I'll just hand it back to him. And he's like, well, no, because then he'll know you know. It's like, just put it on the counter and he'll see it. Exactly. So, of course, Captain Peacock comes back around and he does see it on the counter. And that's kind of a fun little bit. Because he's <laughs> like, oh, well, did, do you remember how to fold your pocket square? Let me show you. And he very conspicuously, like, puts it over the card and picks up the card at the same time he does it. I like that gag. That was a fun little gag. He didn't really even fold his No, he, he was just, no, he was just getting, getting it to get rid of it. Um, he's like, oh, see, nice, smart, and casual. And uh, Mr. Humphreys obviously makes the joke that says, I know what it was. He yes. goes, he goes, oh, it was like a conjuring trick. <laughs> so, of course, saying, like, oh, yeah, I saw it. It was gone there and then gone. Um, see, I kind of like it because that gag was, like, 40 seconds. It was, like, like a one-minute gag from beginning to end. I feel like other shows now, that would have been, like, the joke of the entire episode. Oh, I see. But they do a bunch of gags. Yeah. So, like, y they kind of keep hitting you with them, and I feel like they don't... Like, there's a through line of the display, but I almost feel like nowadays that, that card would have been the through line, like, that they kept coming back to. Um, then they cut to Mr. Granger, who just sold a blazer to somebody, and he says, like, the blazer will shrink with use, because the blazer is, like, 
two like at least two inches over his hands. Oh. Like he like like a five year old wearing like a suit. <laughs> um, like wearing dad's suit. Which is weird because one of Mr. Granger's props is he always has that measuring tape, like a like a, uh, yeah. a tailor's tape around him, his shoulders. I always thought he was a tailor. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Like you couldn't measure it and be like, oh, and here's where we go to get it tailored. Like he's just selling this guy an oversized jacket and telling him it might shrink. <laughs> yeah, so it leads me to believe that he's not that great at his job. He just wants to sell. Yeah. He, he, that's just it. He's just selling. He doesn't really care if they get what they need. Um, again, the whole through line is that they want to swap the display in the center of the floor, which is uh, currently pants and shirts, to brassieres. And uh, Mr. Granger is not having it. He doesn't want to change. It's been the same way for 26 years. There's a lot of that, like it's always been it that way, kind of things going on. And I pointed out that this is one of the few shows that um, they actually talk about their job, like work-related things. Yeah. This is something in my current comp uh, company that I deal with all the time. Um, we call it flex space. So me and I'm in charge of my department, and then there's like people in charge of the departments next to me. And it's literally always going, okay, do you need this aisle? Because I need <laughs> to swap this over there. And you need to take this over there. Like, we're consistently, like, flexing and moving and, and combining space and everything. Um, so I, this is what we do on a daily basis where we're like, no, I need that space. Um, so they go above Mr. Granger to Captain Peacock. Captain Peacock, like, doesn't give her, the Mrs. Slocum, the answer she wants. So she goes up to Mr. Rumble. Who is the guy with the, the ears? The guy with the ears in the office. Who I again? I, he might be the floor manager. I don't think he's mm -hmm. general manager, but um, and he kind of they do a whole gag of Solomon <laughs> and the baby. And they were in cut in half. Like yeah, and they're like, she's like, I don't have a baby, and they're like, who's cutting a baby in half? And like, that's the joke. It's like that. That's nobody what um, compromises. Yeah. That's where it was born. Yeah, what people think of as compromise. Yeah. You get the top half of the baby, and the other one gets the bottom half of the baby. Yeah. Yay, you're both disappointed. Right. Um, and the baby's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like that John Mulaney bit. She's so messed up, she calls the, the, the half of the baby the top, top part. part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after their meeting, which uh, takes two hours, and they get nowhere... Uh, Captain Peacock pulls everyone together, and he's like, okay, we need to say this quietly so we don't disturb the customers. And Mr. Lucas makes a point to say, well, you have to shout because there's no customers here. So they've had, like, one customer all day who only asked to – actually, they've had two customers. They've oh, had one. Good. They've had one customer who asked where the restroom was. Oh, and yeah, that wasn't even a customer. I think they, they just went to use yeah. the bathroom. Yep, and then the gentleman who bought the blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he says, you know what, we, we decided to keep the display as it is. And Mr. Granger then says, okay, well, in the, you know, spirit of fairness and, and like, integration, I'll let you display something on the middle display as well. Aww. And that's when Mrs. Slocum grabs the light-up bra display that yes. has to be somewhere prominent and puts hey, it on that middle display. Hey, she did what they had asked. Yep. 
Then, of course, that dummy goes around and just calls to complain about it. Yeah, he uh, goes, uh, immediately calls Mr. Rambo, and then the credits roll. So, I mean, that's the first episode. I mean, it's really nice, I think, intro to the characters. and Yeah, and it's like a quick watch. Yeah, it's, it's 30 minutes, um, which I almost feel like they don't really have as many commercials no, in their shows. No, they don't. Because it, it was like 28 minutes, so like a normal half-hour show over here... 22 minutes. It's 22 minutes, yeah. so that's like six minutes. So it it's a quick... The pacing is good enough, you don't feel it, mm-hmm. but it does eventually kind of, at, at those last six minutes, be like, oh, shouldn't the show be over already? I know, right? Um, they're also not as long seasons. Uh, I know we're going to go through these. Like, there's 10 seasons, but only, like, 70 episodes. 70 episodes. That's barely anything. Yeah. By today's standards. Right. Um, but I was kind of surprised. I mean, there was a few dated jokes. The women's lib joke, the elevator. Mm-hmm. But, like, the elevator isn't even, like, a dated joke as in, like, morally wrong. It's just a dated joke as in, like, a technology joke. It's like someone making a joke about a rotary phone. Like I feel there would be more homophobic jokes in the coming episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was like... It wasn't even homophobic, but they, you know, kind of hint at the fact that Mr. Humphreys is gay. At least in mm-hmm. this episode. I yes. think I think it's pretty confirmed he is, but like they, they play at it a little bit in this episode, but nothing that screams, oh my god, it's like... It's just, eh, it's part of his character. Yeah. He's a guy, happens to be gay, he happens to work at a department store. Oh, well. Yep. Like, the, like, one slightly homophobic joke I think he makes is, like, before he worked there in menswear, he worked at tools and, like, hardware, and he hated it. And, like, that's not even, like, a homophobic, that, that's me reading into it thinking, you know, he's gay, so it's a homophobic joke. That's just a joke that anyone could be like, yeah, it sucked working at tools and hardware. Because yeah. I don't like tools and hardware. Like, I don't like fishing tackle. If I worked at a Bass Pro Shop, that'd be terrible. <clears throat> I mean, I guess they could have made it so that he was forced to work with the women. Yeah. In the women's department, but they never... Yeah. I mean, there's, like, only that. And when they complain about the women joining the department, there's a lot of, like, oh, it's never been women here. But, like, a lot of it does come from we're losing sales mm-hmm. or we're losing floor space, so we might lose sales. So even that side of it isn't even like a gender versus gender thing. It's no. almost like a, it's just a normal work thing of like, oh, I need to watch my bottom line too. So I'm actually kind of pleasantly surprised with the first episode. Like, yeah. it's like the 50 year old show. So I was, I, again, I, I was very concerned about doing this, but I was, I was also kind of like, a, it's, the only, it's the only other major like retail show that I know of. Yeah, I can't like, think of anything else now I, that I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure there's some. I'm sure uh, there is. But these are the two main touchstones that I have. Yes. Superstore and, and Are You Being Served. So it's, it's going to be kind of fun to play them off each other because one's very modern and American and one's very old. And, and British. British. So, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, Me too. Do you have any final thoughts? My final thought is I can't wait for Mrs. Slocum's hair to turn different colors. Yes, I do remember that. That was a big part of what I remember. Her hair was uh, steel gray, very conservative. Just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Older woman, steel gray hair. She's actually very conservative, too, in the fact that um, she tells Miss Bronze that she has to watch her her skirt length. 
because it's too. She thinks it's a little too short. Yes. Hmm. And actually, they miss. I don't. Missed an opportunity is not the right way to say this. They passed on an opportunity to make a really inappropriate joke, and I'm actually very shocked they didn't, because I'm really sure that other shows would have made it. Because they make the joke at the beginning when she's getting out of the elevator, she's like, "Oh, pull down your skirt; it's too short." And she's like, "Oh, well, we're, you know, no, we're not open yet." And he's like, "She's like, oh, we're in the men's department now. We have to be, you know, a little more conservative." Um, and then she goes to help Mr. Lucas yeah. get the dummy out of the elevator. Now, they they had gone above the floor by like three feet. Yeah, they were Ms. way high up. Yeah, Mr. Lucas is on the opposite end of the problem where he's like like three or four feet under, under shot. So he's like right at eye level. And she squats down and like oh. they really could have just made a joke where he looks up her skirt. But they didn't. And I was like, wow. Good job. I mean, I feel like they've done something very similar in Superstore where um, Amy, the opposite of Mrs. Slocum, encourages the young girl to make it appear as though you would have sex with the customer, but don't actually, to sell the product. And this is from a future episode. Sorry for spoilers. Okay, cool, because I didn't know what you were talking about at all. I had to watch ahead. I know. But you'll be mildly surprised. I will be mildly surprised. Because I just told you. <laughs> I will, I will, I will put that out of my mind. So it will be a surprise and you never heard it, except if you listen to this podcast again. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. And we look forward to doing the rest of this series. Yay! You all have a wonderful day now. Bye!